as of the time right now, 12.48. I've, I finished recording of part two of 2.55 a little over an hour ago. Uploaded it exactly an hour ago. So I lay down, you know. And ever since COVID, I have this thing with washing my hands. Like, more so than before. I remember, I remember before, I always had a thing with washing my hands. Like, my hands had to be perfectly more moisturized, right? You would think I'm trying to jerk off with some more, right? But no. It's been just one of those things where it's like, just I feel like my hands make me feel clean, if that makes any sense. I'm getting to a point, follow me on this journey. There's a reason why there's part three of, a, of the podcast. So, I lay down, you know, putting cocoa butter on my hands, just, you know, whatever. And I'm watching this, this visual podcast. Uh, and so, all of a sudden, this guy's taking questions. And he's like, alright. He, he stops reviewing the show all out and he's like looking at his comments and i can't see what he's seeing obviously because um i don't think the tv version of youtube you can see comments i could be wrong i'm not sure uh, i've never tried it though anyways i was saying it's like hey punk is long off live rounds i was like hmm. and I, I look at my window i don't hear gunshots <laughs> what is going but all i hear is that punk is going off I'm like, all right. I get off there. I then go. I then not Google. I then go to uh, the re- the research or the search bar, and I type in AEW. Then it says a media scrum, and the media scrum is over. And so, I cut it on, and like I'm going, 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 and I'm fast forwarding because it says AEW media scrum, and all of a sudden you see Punk talking. So I rewind it, and then it pops up. And all of a sudden, punk, and punk is just going off immediately. So I rewind it a little bit more, and you can kind of hear them talking. All the mics aren't exactly loud enough, but you can hear them talking. And essentially, I don't know who the reporter is. I couldn't hear that part. But you hear this reporter ask Tony Khan a question about the drama that's been going on the last several weeks. And Tony Khan says, no comment. You know, we're moving forward. And that just sent Punk over the edge. And Punk named names. He was giving receipts. He, boy, oh boy, it's, <sighs> I mean, he said his piece. Look here. Let me say this. We know Punk's MO before I tell the rest of what I saw. And you guys, I suggest you go and watch it on YouTube. It's about 20 minutes of the most awkward post uh, press conference I've ever seen in my life. So essentially, we all know the drama has gone on the last couple weeks. Punk came out two, three weeks ago and said what he said about Hangman and Page. And everyone said that was a receipt for Hangman going into business for himself during their promos. Blaming him for Colt Cabana being fired. Even though Colt Cabana is not fired. We just saw Colt Cabana representing AEW at GamesCon. Colt Cabana is just under the ROH bandana. Uh, bandana brand. And so we knew all this drama. Punk was really painted in a terrible light. Um, but I don't think anyone came out 
smelling like roses. But Punk is so, and it's funny that this funny this just happened. It's funny this just happened. The other day I was putting together a segment, but I didn't know how I wanted it to go. I actually talked. I actually like actually was uh, about to be at work, and I had my recorder in my mouth. And I legitimately was just talking for about four minutes until I got interrupted. And it was going to be the comparisons, and I was going to call it the Sasha Banks CM Punk paradox. Legitimately, I erased it because I, I, I didn't know how to come at this topic. And now I feel like this fits now more so than ever. But I'm going to be rambling probably, so try to stay with me on this. Um, I need to get some sleep. God. Well, it's a holiday, so it's all good. Anyways, so before we get into that, let's get into this. So essentially, he called Brian Alvarez out. Like he said, he said, I'm pretty mad at you about me saying I'm going to business for myself. He called, he said, I have, I, I have jerks for EVPs. Calling out the EVPs. Jesus, the age fucking Christ. Called out Hangman Adam Page by name. Like, this wasn't like... Your normal shit where, like, people are, like, throwing these, uh, uh, these subliminals and you just have to kind of decipher through everything what's going on. You knew exactly who was talking about because he said it. And he said that he, he called out, uh, journalists that were unprofessional by name. And he said, no, he, called, he didn't even call Cole Gabbana. He called Cole Gabbana by his real name. Um, and he essentially said this all started because I haven't been friends with this guy for 10 years. And let's, what my point was before I, was, what I said what I said was, usually Punk doesn't speak in the moment. Punk lets the shit build. And then he speaks on it. And this was the moment. And when Tony Khan said no comment, and when Tony Khan was, he was going to let it go. But it was on Punk's chest. And it's the first time he's had to address it. And, um, and... For as great as Twitter and Instagram can be at times, and trust me, at times they're not so great. Um, that's all social media. You only see so much in 140 characters, and you can only you can only convey tone for so much. Because I know everyone says all caps mean you're yelling. I type in all caps all the time. I really do. Like so, people that just that that know me are like, don't even think anything about it. But people that don't know me are like, why are you yelling? I'm like, no, I'm not yelling. I just don't feel like cutting my cat. I'm, I'm typing. I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of it. And I don't feel like erasing and typing. I'm not doing all that. No one's that special to me. <laughs> so I type what I type. This was his defense. And he said he was pretty pissed off about it. He said no one would have ever found out about him paying uh, Cole Cabana's uh, legal bills. But when Cole Cabana sued him. And he countersued, they went into evidence in this discovery, and that becomes public. And he ended up exposing that Cole Cabana had a, 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 a bank account with his mom. And let me tell you something. This guy went the fuck off. And he said that he had no interest in this guy being fucked. Look here. No matter what he says, that was a part of it, unfortunately, for Cole Cabana. Like, Colt was definitely on, on everything. You know, and then CM Punk is there. And here's my thing. It's probably comfortable for everybody because there is such animosity. And since there is another brand, why not put him on that brand he's already synonymous with anyway? He was just a member of the Dark Order. So it's not like it was that big of a deal. Now, here's my thing. Because 
first of all, Tony Khan, there was no way he was stopping CM Punk from saying anything he wanted to say. Um, Tony Khan was saying, hey, I should have done this, I should have done that, blah, blah, blah. And Punk said, we're all learning. We're all learning. And I'm, I'm interested to see how Hangman handles this. They're clearly not going to work together for a very long fucking time. If ever. As long as Punk's in AEW. They're clearly not going to work together ever again. That was clearly a real thing. Apparently, a lot of people do feel like they like Cole Cabana and Punk's. Look, that was... A t- that was. I don't think CM Punk in his negotiations had to say anything. It was just common fucking sense. Now, do you think... That was going to be backlash? I didn't think it was going to be this kind of backlash. And I don't think Tony Khan thought it was going to be that. Like, Coca Bana, I have no problem with the guy. I think he's a great worker. I'm a fan. But, like, I never thought this would be the thing that triggered so many people to hate CM Punk. I, I just don't even know what to say. It, it was so... Not surprising, but surprising. And that's why I wanted to do that segment called the Stasha Banks CM Punk Paradox. And I'm just going to wait on it. Fuck it. Fuck all this. I'm going to wait on it. I need to write some of my thoughts down. You might get it next week. I, I have to figure it out. I have to figure out how, what, what angle I'm going to come at it from. But I wanted to do, a, do this. And I didn't want to wait until next week because I'm like, I'm in the moment at this, at this time. And this just encapsulates the last month. And how CM Punk can't stay out of drama. And I think it's part of what he will be. I think he's one of those people that either you like him or you don't like him. And that was part of my point with Sasha Banks and uh, and him. The people that love Sasha Banks, I ain't just talking about fans. I'm talking about talent as well. They love her. I think there's no middle ground with those two particular people in particular. But my takeaway from this is a guy who just wants to be left alone. He wants to be able to do his job, have fun with the fans, and just be left alone. And now you have journalists who have a lot of power and who can make you think a lot of things. And it goes, I will say this, it does go to you and your consumption of media and who you listen to. Like the one thing, one of the companies I know that tweets a lot of information that tends to be false is Ringside News. And ringside news, a lot of times, they they do a lot of clickbait. I noticed that. And so, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Twitter, they have a huge following. And honestly, because we live in a click world, I'm going to call it click world, C-L-I-C-K, people don't triple check their facts. Me, personally, I, like last week, right, I saw four different things. I saw Bray Wyatt was on a flight to Cardiff. I saw Bray Wyatt was signed by AEW. I saw Frey Prince Jr. has a standing offer for Bray, standing offer for Bray Wyatt to be the face of his company. When you see so many things that are so different, it's like, all right, I'm just not gonna talk about it. And that's why the Malachi Black thing I didn't talk about because I was like, I'm good. And then when I made the comment, I was like, uh, whatever. I'll say I'll say that, but not really an actual opinion. But my opinion on this is, you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A lot of you guys don't know me personally. That's that's how this works. You know, you, you may never you may never meet me. 
I'm a very blunt individual. My mouth has gotten me into trouble more times than I can count. It would be very hypocritical of me to tell someone else not to say how they feel. I'm the guy that has been in board meetings with people at Fortune 500 companies when I was younger. And those those means are usually means where people are like, yeah, I'm going to say this to this motherfucker and he's going to know what I feel. Then get in the meetings and everyone is fucking silent. I remember my first meeting. I was in my first ever board meeting. It was a big deal. A lot of stuff was going around. I remember all the bosses went around and they were shitting on us as employees. And I was like, yeah, damn, so I'm looking to the other people. And they just got their head down. They're like, you right, you right. I'm like, motherfucker, you were just outside saying something different. Like, what, what happened to you? So they go around, and now they're going around asking everybody individually before they shut everything down. All of a sudden, they come to me, and and I said, well, what you guys said is complete bullshit. This is what's happening. And and legitimately, I just don't go. I, here's how much I, I don't remember what I said. It's been very, it's maybe on one or two hands I can count where I, there's times where I've said things and gone off and don't remember what I said. But that's how angry I was. And I was less angry at the bosses, more angry with the cowards of coworkers I had. And that's what this felt like. This felt like punk. What did not was not going to talk about this. And someone asked a question that was supposed to be dodged or not asked. And then punk went the fuck. And why I mean he went off? This was something where even when they changed the topics, because he was eating pastry. He said the place was closed on Monday and Tuesday. It was awkward and awesome at the same time. And it reminded me of something something I would do. And even when it left, it, he would come back to it. And now I would imagine he's going to leave it alone. And every time he came back to it, he would point out names. There's a lot of mending fences that has to happen here. Him and Hangman are done. Like they're not like I could see them maybe later in life, but Punk is so petty. I don't even know if that, but they're clearly and I now that's in that story now, of him telling upper management I won't lose to this guy. I believe that fully, one hundred percent. I believe that fully now, because he's too angry about it. And he said that they're way past apologies now, him and Hangman. So one, I don't see them working together unless the story just fits. And the, and can you imagine this? First of all, the story does fit, but. Right now, the story doesn't fit because they're in two different worlds. But in a year, they can come back to this shit. They can come back to this press conference, and they will come back to this press conference where he names Adam Hangman Page. And so, to me, they can always do this. This will draw money. This is legit hate. And if you think, hey, and I'm pretty sure they're... Because the elite are super cool with Hangman. He's clearly a friend. If Tony Khan couldn't calm Hangman down, they will. But they can come back to this. But more importantly, you can tell this, this these things were on his chest. And I think that's why... And this, and I'm going for something I would do. I feel like that's why he kept going back to it. Because he said, I'm going to let it all out now. Because even then, he was looking around reporters. And he said, Alvarez. And he, said, and he was just naming people. He had people legitimately... No, he had those reporters who are always typing away. That's my bed. Sorry. 
<laughs> typing away. They were ner- They were stuttering, nervous to ask these questions. They were like, what the fuck do we do? Oh, boy. So if you are if you already weren't excited for the all out fallout. You have MJF going to talk now. I would have to imagine CM Punk is going to talk. This is going to get a lot uglier before it gets better. Hopefully, this leads us into some of the, some of the greatest moments in wrestling history. And hopefully, it can put this behind them. Hopefully, this turmoil is kind of like how WWE was in 97. People being at the top of their fucking game. And some people coming up. Everyone feels how they feel. And they all collide. And hopefully, this can lead into a, a huge boom, boom period. That's my hope. So, this is part three of 255. I'm just going to put this out there. You, hopefully, you guys watch it for yourselves to get your own opinion. Um, but I can, this can be a 1997 moment for AEW. This can be. This does not have to keep fueling drama. Now that Punk said his piece, maybe Hangman gets to say his piece. Maybe they don't need to go back and forth. Maybe they can handle, maybe Hangman can just be political enough to keep it in back until he needs... Until it's time to draw fucking money. Maybe I could, maybe that's the thing. Uh, anyways, that is the last part of the show, I promise. I'm going to fucking sleep after I put this out. Have a good night, y'all.